passion for sport. This is Cameroon Roars. It's our daily look at what's happening at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. And I'm Steve Vickers. Yes, welcome to the show, which you can listen to every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations. Well, a significant win for Nigeria over Egypt in Group D. We analyse the match as Mohamed Salah failed to deliver for the Pharaohs. And we go to Limbe ahead of the Gambia's first ever game at the Africa Cup of Nations as they face Mauritania tonight. It's going to be a really exciting day to see the Scorpions um, emerge from the tunnel in, in Limbe. That's coming up shortly. So day four today, a fantastic result yesterday for Sierra Leone, holding Algeria to a goalless draw in Douala. As Sierra Leone goalkeeper Mohamed Kamara winning the Man of the Match award, Algeria are now 35 games unbeaten, uh, two behind Italy's record of 37. And in the late game, uh, no goals there. Sudan and Guinea-Bissau drawing nil-nil, so it continues to be a low-scoring Nations Cup. Uh, there were chances in the match, though, for Guinea-Bissau, who had a penalty saved in the 81st minute and hit the woodwork twice. Uh, for Sudan, their first clean sheet at the Nations Cup finals since 1970. And in the big one, uh, the Austin Egwavon coached Nigeria beat Egypt 1-0 with a great strike from Kalechi Enacho in the 30th minute in Garwa. It wasn't the same Mohamed Salah that we see at Liverpool, and he was playing a different role with the Pharaohs, coached by the Portuguese Carlos Quiroz. African football expert Solis Chuku joins us from Lagos in Nigeria. Uh, your analysis of the game, Solis? I thought it was one of the more interesting matches we've had at the AFCON so far, Steve. Um, however, that had little to do with Egypt, who were completely a no-show for like the first, what, 50 to 60 minutes of the game. Um, Carlos Queiroz made a number of odd tactical decisions on the Egypt bench from playing Mohamed Salah at center forward to fielding an actual striker in Galatasaray's Mustafa Mohamed on the wing instead to starting Aston Villa winger Mohamed Trezeguet in midfield. It was really all quite bizarre and seemed to serve no real purpose in terms of helping Egypt compete in the game or uh, providing useful service to Salah. So, but that said, let's take nothing away from Nigeria. I mean, the Super Eagles played with um, the freedom and uh, intensity that was often lacking under former boss Gernot Raw. And um, they finally handed Kelechi Hanacho a role akin to the one he plays at club level for Leicester. Um, his winner was expertly taken on the half volley, brilliant finish to get Nigeria the win. Um, by having both wingers keep the width, Nigeria were able to truly stretch Egypt and have a go at them. The passing was crisp and purposeful. Defensively, the Super Eagles were composed and very well organized. Rangers midfielder Joe Aribo shone in midfield and there were clear avenues for chance creation. It all bodes really well for Nigeria going forward. And certainly there is some credit due to coach Austin Eguavon who has faced a lot of skepticism since taking charge in mid-December. Well, thanks, Alice. Yep, so indeed, uh, as you say, one of the more interesting games at the competition so far. And it was a beautiful finisher from Kelechi Iannaccio. And now today we have the Gambia playing their first game ever at the Africa Cup of Nations as they take on Mauritania in Group F in Limbe in the southwest of the country. Mamadou Ba is covering the Scorpions games. I spoke to him in Limbe and first asked him to tell us about the city, which seems to be a beautiful location by the sea, by the Atlantic Ocean and close to Mount Cameroon. 
Limbe is a very nice venue hosting the Africa Cup of Nations Group FI here, the Gambia, uh, Mauritania, Tunisia and Mali. Limbe lies at the foot of Mount Cameroon, uh, which has the second highest peak in, in Africa. The stadium, the Omnisport Stadium, just um, um, around the Atlantic um, coast, which has a great view at the, at the stadium. You will um, you will have a nice view of the sea just near the stadium. So it's a fantastic um, venue. The people are really welcoming. Um, they are English speaking, and um, they are really excited um, to host the Africa Cup of Nations. So um, the temperatures are also different from what you have in in other venues like. Um, Douala and Yaounde here it's a much it's much more chilled and relaxed and I know those watching on TV and of course those here uh, will really enjoy the view that comes with being at the Omnisport Stadium in Nimbe. We look forward to seeing that view and tell us about the Covid precautions at the Nations Cup Mamadou. Uh, How's it working for you as a journalist and also for the fans? Uh, There are strict procedures laid out for the fans and face masks should be worn but uh, are these regulations being followed? Um, Well the authorities and the organisers are really doing their best to make sure that those attending the matches really adhere to the strict Covid um, protocols here. You must produce a negative um, a PCR result of not more than 24 hours. Um, also, proof of um, a vaccination. Um, but um, wearing of face masks has been really encouraged. But um, even f- um, for the first matches, you could say, um, which has really been difficult to make sure everyone put on their face mask. But um, in terms of um, the negative PCR results, that is really um, being strict um, and also um, a proof of um, um, vaccination. So that has been the case and not only for the fans, but even um, journalists as well. Sure. OK, so today is the big day for the Gambia playing Mauritania in their first ever Nations Cup finals. You had told us that the preparations were hit by Covid, but how's the build up been in the past few days with the Belgian coach Tom Senfi? Well, the team has been in um, Limbe for the past couple of days and there's been some um, good news from the Gambia camp that um, they now have um, 27 players fully, um, fully fit and healthy. They did um, their um, COVID test um, uh, in the build-up to today's big game, a very historic game um, for the Gambia. All 27 players and the entire Gambian delegation uh, return negative um, COVID results, which leaves um, Sanfe with a fully um, fit and healthy squad. The only player missing is goalkeeper Babukar Gay, who is still in quarantine in in Doha, where he tested positive, but um, now 27 players here. Um, they train. They've been training um, for the past um, a couple of days, and Sanfe is really upbeat ahead of um, today's match against Mauritania. So it's going to be a really exciting day to see the Scorpions um, emerge from the tunnel in in Limbe. It's going to be really an emotional day for for all Gambian um, fans who've, who've been really yearning for a day like today um, to see the Scorpions appear at the biggest stage in, in African football. And, and I really know the players will really relish the opportunity to represent their team. So it's going to be an exciting moment. And, and for the Scorpions, they'll be hoping um, uh, to mark their debut 
with a fine performance and of course um, to come out of it um, with a positive result against um, Mauritania who are making their second appearance um, at the AFCON. Well, that's Mamadou Ba with the Gambia team in Limbe in the southwest of Cameroon. Uh, well, Solis, there's a lot to play for in that Gambia-Mauritania match. Uh, that's at 16 GMT. Also today we have Tunisia playing Mali at 13 GMT. And Ivory Coast begin their campaign against Equatorial Guinea at 19 GMT. Uh, yes, indeed, Steve. The dynamic of the majority of the groups at this AFCON is basically of two strong teams and two relatively weaker ones. So the meeting of the more modest teams has a lot riding on it. You get one over your pair and you can concentrate on keeping things tight at the back against the bigger sides in the group. But if you lose, you might as well start packing your bags. Uh, so that's pretty much the situation here for Gambia and Mauritania on Wednesday. Uh, Gambia are making their first appearance at the AFCON and they will be keen to give a good account of themselves. That said, I feel like their opponents will make that kind of difficult. Mauritania qualified last time out, and we know what they're about. I mean, they're a tough team to break down, and they don't score a lot themselves. So I think it's fair to expect a sort of slow burn here, especially considering Gambia's approach in attack is not exactly cutting edge. On the other hand, Tunisia versus Mali should offer much more excitement, as these are two sides that are comfortable in possession. They press well, and they like to work the ball into the box. Defeat would not exactly jeopardize either team. And so, um, based on the tournament bracket, there's also the possibility that there's some benefit to finishing second in this group. So, that might actually get both sides to open up a little bit and we should get a good game there. Um, Cote d'Ivoire will kick off against Equatorial Guinea. Uh, the elephants are a bit of an enigma. It's slightly surprising they are not rated higher than they are. Um, they certainly have the score to compete with anyone. So, perhaps a confidence-boosting win over Equatorial Guinea is just what the doctor ordered. If they can get their wide players in Crystal Palace's Wolf Zaha and Arsenal's Nicola Pepe to make good, quick decisions in the final third, I think they should prosper in this game. Yeah, and it's hard to know what exactly to expect uh, from uh, Ivory Coast this time around. Thanks, Solis. That's a Solis Chukwu in Lagos. And this is Cameroon Roars, brought to you by Passion for Sport, the show coming to you every day throughout the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations, online, on radio, and on our app. Uh, you can listen to the latest show on our app and access past programs in our archive there. Uh, to download the app, go to the Play Store or the Apple iTunes App Store and enter Planet Sport Football. Africa. And our website is planetsport.tv and in the blog section there, Russ Bravo looks at the pressure of winning on the teams and how everyone can be a winner with faith. That's on our website, planetsport.tv and you click on the blog section. So this is the second Africa Cup of Nations with 24 teams after expanding from 16 teams in 2019. It does give more nations a chance of qualifying, but it does bring a group stage arguably with some one-sided games and where only eight of the 24 teams get eliminated. So we asked on social media yesterday, do you prefer 16 or 24 teams in the competition? And Ashleli Mkluli in South Africa says 24 for me. And in the Gambia, Suleiman Sonko says, I prefer 24 teams rather than 16 because it gives chances to the small teams like the Gambia. Uh, Bakari Tamba also says 24 teams is better, uh, so too does Belong Baji. And Diana Abassi Edem in Nigeria says, I even expect 32, but for now 24 is okay. Uh, the more, the better, the sweeter, says Diana in Nigeria. 
Uh, so the verdict there is that 24 is better. But uh, Solis, uh, certainly there are reservations about this expanded Nations Cup. Well, first of all, purely from a mathematical standpoint, the 2014 format is problematic, especially if you're as obsessive about numbers as I am. Uh, sure, you get around that by having four third-place teams qualify, but that also comes with a different set of problems in terms of like travel and logistics, as a lot of teams don't know who they'll be facing until much later, and so they cannot make plans. Uh, then there's the fact that you have to play so many matches just to eliminate eight teams that probably weren't good enough to be there in the first place. Um, I'm very much in the camp that says that a harder, narrower qualifying campaign makes the achievement of getting through that little bit more special. So I'm on the side of the 16-team format personally. The only upside to the 24-team setup is that teams still have something to play for going into the final match day of the group stage. But to be honest, even that sort of feels like manufactured drama at best. So is it really worth it? That's the question. And I think the answer is no. Yes, sure. Uh, Thanks, Solis. And uh, one thing I think we can say is that there's no turning back from a 24-team Africa Cup of Nations. All right, today's question on social media, we're asking how far do you think Egypt and Mohamed Salah can go at the tournament? Uh, Salah didn't look as dangerous as when he plays for Liverpool, as Egypt lost 1-0 to Nigeria, indeed playing a different role for the Pharaohs as a centre-forward. So how far do you think Salah can take Egypt at the 2021 Africa Cup of Nations? You can post a comment on our Facebook page, that's a Planet Sport Football Africa, or send us a WhatsApp to plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. That's plus four four seven nine double five two three two seven eight zero. How far can Egypt go at the Nations Cup with Mohamed Salah leading them? Right, a recap of today's games. Are three matches to look forward to at 13 GMT, Tunisia against Mali in Group F at Limbe. 16 GMT, Mauritania playing the Gambia, also in Group F in Limbe. And at 19 GMT, the late game, Equatorial Guinea against Ivory Coast. That's a Group E game being played in Douala with Sierra Leone and Algeria on one point each so far in the group. So a win for the Elephants would take them top. From East Steve Vickers and Solis Chukwu, the show is back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. And Cameroon Roars is a Passion for Sport production.